world. This is Chris Abalo's podcast experiment, and I am Chris Abalo. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for tuning in live at skidrowstudios.com every Monday at 9 p.m., as you may or may not already know. And uh, thank you for subscribing on iTunes and also on Stitcher Radio on your mobile device and uh, over at YouTube. We do appreciate it. This show brought to you in part by audible.com the internet's leading provider of audiobooks with over 150,000 downloadable titles for you dear listeners fans friends audible is offering you a free audiobook download and a free 30-day trial so you can try out their service all while supporting the show you get free stuff and it supports us so here's what you do go to audibletrial.com/cape to sign up for your free 30-day trial, claim your free audiobook. And now, between now and next Monday, they actually have a spring cleaning sale, 50% off site-wide. So if you sign up, you get your 30-day trial. As a member, until Monday, April 20th, half off for their spring cleaning sale. So uh, once again, audibletrial.com slash cape. I just finished a book last night. Actually, make art, make money. Lessons from Jim Henson on fueling your creative career, which uh, is timely considering uh, we're going to be talking in part about some some Jim Henson-oriented stuff tonight. But a uh, really, really fascinating story about how uh, he dealt with business, who handled his business, and what deals were made. It was actually a really fascinating breakdown. And, uh, of course, purchased through audible.com. So, once again, audibletrial.com slash cape. You can also click through the link at chrisabalo.com and uh, get yourself a free audiobook, free 30-day trial. Check out their service. I've been an Audible member for five years, and I'm thrilled that they're a sponsor. Now, joining me live in the studio today, the hosts of Disney Coast to Coast, weekly show found on iTunes and YouTube, new episodes every Wednesday. Please welcome to the studio, Jeff DePoli and Patrick Dougal. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello. Thank you for having us. Hey, thank you for being here. Much appreciated. Uh, Jeff actually was on the first, uh, let's say, Cape 1.0, the previous incarnation of the show. I believe it was Cape 25. Yeah, we talked for quite some time. <laughs> we did, yeah. We did about an hour. It was a hour little and over a half or It was almost like an hour and a half. crazy. Yeah, about uh, TV and you making cupcakes for Carson Daly and all sorts of other stuff. Oh, wow. Did I talk stuff. about that? You did. And it was right before, <laughs> it was right before Jersey Boys came out last oh, year. Yes. And you had a, you had an on-screen role with dialogue in Jersey Boys. Yeah. It's, so. it's come out and, and the public has spoken. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, it's been playing on HBO a ton lately. It so has. I've been getting those random texts and stuff of, was that you? Yeah, and, is that you? I just saw it yeah, HBO, yeah. which, I mean, look, there are worse messages to get from from people. Yeah, totally. It's cool. Instead of, I think I just saw you in, in crisp HD. Yeah, right. But uh, yeah, that was a revelation. I didn't know you'd, you'd been in the movie when we talked on the show. So yeah, if you want to hear my uh, chat with uh, just Jeff as we talk about our various uh, positions on the, the lower rungs of the Hollywood ladder, uh, you can check out Cape 25, currently only at chrisabalo.com, but we're going to get those into the uh, iTunes feed if you subscribe. We're, we're going to work on that and get the full catalog on the uh, the iTunes feed. So um, once again, Jeff and Patrick host Disney Coast to Coast. Now that's Disney with a Z to be legally distinct. Exactly. Yes. Because Disney's litigious to their credit. I mean, they've had some light success, so we're, we can't knock them for it. Yes. But uh, it's, it, I, I personally listen to the show. Um, I do have a bit of catching up on uh, season two to do. So uh, these guys know their stuff. They really, really do, and uh, they're massive fans. And we all know how serious Disney files are anyway. So mm -hmm. you guys have accumulated quite a following just based on, on your exploits. Yeah, there's definitely quite a rabid fan base out there. And, uh, I mean, we're huge fans, but I oh, think yeah. they're even uh, more intense fans, shall we say, than us. So it's it's always interesting. I mean, even when we, you know, I would say more experienced fans. Oh, obviously, I'm I'm only 22, so they're like obviously Disney fans who have been went to opening day of Disneyland. Yeah, and sure. They're like true Disneyland fans, and then they're like, come me, and I'm like, I like Disney too, and they're like, oh, you're just 22. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's it's always funny, like, when, you know, our show is very much like we have topics of discussion, but we, we don't plan anything that we say. We just talk for around 30 minutes. 
about these topics. <laughs> now and, you're speaking my language. <laughs> yeah, and so when we do this, you know, we we make mistakes for sure. In fact, what was it, a couple weeks ago, I was talking about Muppet Vision 3D, which is an attraction in the Disney parks. Yeah, it is. And, and I was saying how I wish that they would do like a revamp of it. And, and I, I made a comment just saying, it, the only thing that would be really sad about that is the fact that what I meant to say was, it would be sad that uh, because it was one of the last times that Jim Henson puppeteered Kermit. Yes. And what I said was Walt Disney instead of Jim Henson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's error. Obviously, I didn't mean that. But sure. the comments that we got, like... It's hilarious that people are like, you meant to say Jim Henson. I'm like, yes, I did. Uh, yes, I did. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, you so much for correcting the internet. Yeah. You can always count on the internet to yeah, so let you know when you've stumbled upon some misinformation. It's always fun. But also, it's really cool when like, people will be questioning something and people write in and they'll give us the information. It's like, great, we didn't even have to research this. Like, these people. <laughs> Thank are, you, internet. Seriously, they're fantastic. <laughs> so we love when our listeners um, interact with us. It's yeah. Fun. It's great. And there's such a, a bottomless well of information for a company as huge as Disney that it's... <laughs> the company it's, that owns everything these days. Uh, yeah, that well yeah. just gets deeper and deeper as they acquire other properties. They're like the Yankees of uh, movie studios. They just pick up all the top performers from other areas <laughs> and they're just like, hey, come on, come under our banner. That is a good little um, analogy there that at first I didn't get until you explained it, but now I get well, it. I, I don't follow <laughs> sports, but... <laughs> Being an East Coaster, I'm aware of the Yankees, a success strategy. Sounds good. And uh, I can liken it to Disney. I'm not one for sports analogies either, but you know what? It works. Anybody who's, who's listening might appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, I want to talk about quite a few things because I'm very, very curious about um, overall what I should be seeing in the park. Because I've, and, and Jeff nearly leapt across the desk and strangled me when I told him this. I've been to Disneyland once. Uh, it was one weekend in February of 2007, I see Patrick's heart's breaking as I'm sitting <laughs> here. Bit. I'm looking at his, like, um, his face. Last time is I sinking. was there was like a two days, ago. a day ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I was there 13 hours ago. Like this is nothing. Um, so yeah, I haven't been in quite a while, and uh, just for I mean, it, well, frankly, there are a lot of people I haven't been. It's an international destination, um, Disneyland and Disney World, of course. Walt Disney World. Walt Disney World. That's right, and. Um, what is it I should, on my next trip, specifically to Disneyland, what is it that I need to hit up when I'm there? I think we can both agree with one thing. Uh, well, I was going to say first, I think the general rule for this year is wait until after May 22nd. Yes. Because that's when everything Disneyland's 60th anniversary is starting. The official anniversary date is July 17th. It's the mm. 60th anniversary of Disneyland, but all of the special events for Disneyland uh, 60th begin on May 22nd. And I think the thing that Patrick was referring to, shall we say it on three? One, <laughs> two, three. Fantasmic. Okay. Fantasmic <laughs> is, I actually tell people, if you haven't seen Fantasmic, you have not seen Disneyland. Um, Patrick agrees. Yeah, it is, it is beyond comprehension. It is the quintessential nighttime show for any, any park or anything in general. Okay. What is it? So let, let's give, give us a bird's eye the view. brief history of Fantasmic. May 1992, I believe, is when this show premiered. It's a nighttime spectacular that takes place on the Rivers of America. So the Rivers of America is the water area in Frontierland where you see Tom Sawyer Island. And one of the things that I love about Fantasmic is the fact that you're literally walking past this area all day long. And you would never in a million years imagine the fact that what you're going to see that night could happen on this little island that you're walking by all day long in the daylight. Uh, it's special effects, you know, water projection, which was like mind-blowing to me in 1992. I, I remember seeing it as a little kid and just like literally crying because it was one of those things that I was like, I never even imagined anything like this. And the basic plot is the Disney villains are taking over Mickey's imagination and he needs to gain it back. And it's just... Lots of characters, lots of lasers, lots of pyrotechnics. Wow. And spoiler, yeah. he, he defeats the villains. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's true. That's there's not Disney at all. There's a fire-breathing dragon. I mean, it's intensely awesome. <laughs> and um, and they, they do have a version over at Walt Disney World that opened in 97, I believe. And uh, it's not as good, to be honest. It's ours. I think they both have their pros and cons. Oh, absolutely. But... They do. But I think... 90% of the people who have seen both would tell you Disneyland is preferable, which uh, 
part of it is because we keep adding to it. And, and I think the general rule we talk about a lot on our show is the fact that Disneyland is very much a local person's theme park, whereas Walt Disney World is a tourist's theme park. And because of that, that, Disneyland has to update stuff constantly or else we're going to stop going. True. And um, because of that, uh, Fantasmic has been plussed so many times through the years. And it was liter it was planned to run five years. It's now in its, what, 22nd year or something like that. Mm. So 23rd. Crazy. Wow. Yeah, and so it, it is a year-round yeah, attraction? Yeah, it's, it's summertime. It'll be every single night. Right, twice a night. Even. Yeah, twice a night. Wow. When it's playing, I think it's always twice. Mm -hmm. And what is it right now? Just weekends? Uh, I think it's still playing throughout the week. Like when you get into the non-peak, it might go down on like a Monday or Tuesday, but it will always at least play one or one or two times on like peak seasons. Yeah, and yeah, when it's non-peak, it'll tend to go weekends. Sometimes it does go on hiatus. For a while, but it's like literally if you've never, I, I get very angry at people who are like, I've went to Disneyland for my first time. I'm like, did you see Fantasmic? No. I'm like, you have to go back. Like you <laughs> have to go back. This is not an option. Oh, it's incredible. <laughs> I do. I, I didn't see it. Oh, when I was there, you have to I go back. I wasn't aware. Of, well, obviously I'm well overdue to go back, but uh, I, I wasn't even aware of it. I have to say though, one of the things that really stuck out for me when I went there was the I don't I don't like fireworks. I just don't enjoy them. I kind of the luster's worn off since my age. It's been double digits, but the most amazing fireworks display I've ever seen was at uh, was at Disneyland. I was way impressed. Well, they've got a whole new fireworks show starting on May 22nd. What's the name of it? What? Tom? Disneyland Forever. Disneyland Forever. This is the 60th <laughs> anniversary and they're fireworks like crazy but also using map projections which is a huge thing in the parks now where they project onto the buildings and such uh -huh. and they're projecting all over the park on the buildings on Main Street on the Matterhorn on It's a Small World I believe on Tom Sawyer Island mm -hmm. um, they're, it's it's going to be crazy I mean we haven't seen it yet it hasn't premiered but I'm excited to say the least <laughs> I think Disney has mostly like desensitized me to fireworks. When I see fireworks, I'm like, okay, where's the music? I feel like fireworks need to be coordinated oh, yeah. with music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or else they're not fireworks. Totally. If there's some choreography going on, it's just it's just lights. It's pretty it's, it's pretty explosions. crazy what they can do with fireworks these days. It's awesome. So. Oh, I'm sure. And if they, and if it can be done, Disney's gonna do it. Yeah, so. yeah. They have they have some fireworks that make happy faces. Yeah. Like really? it'll explode and there'll be a happy face and or like stars. the villains will come out and there'll be like a frowny face. It's like <laughs> Disney. They, they do. They do have. To be fair, they have some work uh, to be done as far as some of those. You know, they could be more perfect than they are. Sure. But uh, but that's the future. You can only control fireworks for s yeah. so much time. But well, it's interesting because you know they, they are like they literally these computer these fireworks have computer chips in them so that when the explosive goes off, it's timed exactly with the music. So a music cue goes off, this computer chip explodes, and it lets it out, so it's timed perfectly. And it's you know, firework. I actually honestly have said a lot of times, I'm like, if I didn't, like, go into showbiz this route, I'm like, I would probably be a pyrotechnician. Like, I love fireworks and, and controlling Blowing fire. things yeah, up. Yeah, I love it. Like, <laughs> I love that it. That primitive so kind much. of urge to blow things yeah, up. pyromaniac here. What are the, uh, I'm not going to ask you to pick one over the other in a Sophie's Choice style uh, challenge, but uh, between Walt Disney World and Disneyland, what are the, what, what are the pro, I don't want to say cons even, but like how would you weigh between the two of them? Like you said, it's certainly more of a, Walt Disney World is more of a, a tourist destination, whereas Disneyland's a local park, I which have, is true. Yeah. I have my answer, but I'll let Patrick speak first. I think I think it's I grew up at in Walt Disney World. I grew up in Florida. So it wasn't I wasn't introduced to Disneyland until maybe about three years ago. And now that's become Walt Disney World is my local park and now Disneyland's become my local park. And I think both of them have their pros and cons. Uh I have some nostalgia with Walt Disney World because that's what I grew up grew up with. People sure. have nostalgia with Disneyland because that was the original park. Um but I don't, I, I can't decide. <laughs> but but I, I will, I'm going to speak for you for a second and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think you've been pleasantly surprised at how much you love Disneyland. Because I, I feel like when you left Orlando, you were a little worried about like, you know, Walt Disney World is much bigger, has double plus the amount of parks and stuff. Hmm. I think you've been pleasantly surprised. I, I still can't pick. I like, I do love Disneyland, but I do miss some aspects of Walt Disney World, especially, um, like you said, there's four other parks. And one of my favorite parks with, uh, out there was Epcot. 
and mm, uh, right. there's nothing close to Epcot that Disneyland offers. I think one thing that we agree upon is the fact that being an annual pass holder at Disneyland seems to be greater than being an annual pass holder at Walt it Disney It does, World. but it's also double the price. That's true. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's, it, that's what's very frustrating is double the price, half the amount of parks. Oh. But like we said, it's mostly locals that they're making their business off of. Right. But... On top of that, there seemed to be, and I've never been like a Walt Disney World annual pass holder. I did have the both parks one year, but the it seems like we have a lot more events here. And mm-hmm. I wasn't even aware of this until like Patrick came out here and he was like, oh my goodness, they're, they're giving away free stuff. And there's this yeah, awesome so event. At Walt Disney like, World. He's like, that's not a Walt <laughs> Disney World thing. So, you know, there's those pros and cons. Um, I think the thing to keep in mind when it comes to comparing the two parks is Disneyland and people don't often think of this, I don't think, but Walt Disney was at Disneyland for 11 years, the final 11 years of his life. He never set foot in anything completed at Walt Disney World. He died in 1966 and the right. park opened in 1971. So that's five years before it even opened. His his older brother literally came out of retirement to finish the park for him, which is why it's called Walt Disney World. It was supposed to be called Disney World, just like Disneyland is Disneyland. And then when his brother came out of retirement, when he opened the park, he said, you know what, this was my brother's dream. This park is known as Walt Disney World. And um, none of the other parks are anywhere in the world. And that's why I'm so adamant about calling it Walt Disney World. But it's, you know, it's, Walt was never there seeing a finished product. So to me, like, that's huge. At the same time, I grew up with Walt Disney World because I'm from Boston. So when we went on our Disney vacations, it was Walt Disney World. I think the first time I went to Disneyland, I was a teenager. And it was definitely, it's so funny when you're in the park and there's first timers who have been to Walt Disney World. And you just hear on Main Street, like, oh, the castle's so small. (laughs) That is such a common statement. And it's always fun to hear. Uh, but there are definitely rides at Disneyland that Walt Disney World doesn't have that, like, I, both of our favorite rides is the Indiana Jones Adventure. I love that. That yeah. was a blast. Mm-hmm. We love it. And that doesn't exist at Walt Disney World. They have a similar ride called Dinosaur, but I think between the two, we would both agree? Yeah. Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones is... When everything's working. Yeah. <laughs> which isn't always, but... It's not... It, it's a great designed ride, but it's not the best designed ride. It, it's an, a very great uh, ride vehicle. So... Yeah. It's cool. It's yeah, cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. I'm a big fan. You brought up Muppet Vision. Ah, Muppet Vision. Yes. <laughs> Before. And uh, I, I'm such a massive Muppets fan. I'm wearing my, my great Muppet Caper t-shirt as we speak. We're both newsying it out. Yeah. <laughs> Celebrating news. We, we can come around to the musicals uh, yeah. in a little bit. But um, I was actually just, as as I said, I, I was going through uh, this this book about Jim Henson's uh, business affairs. And one of the fascinating things was, and I was completely unaware of this, and I kind of grew up um, being, uh, I've never been to Disney, Walt Disney World at Thank all. You. Just having seen it, you're welcome, on TV. Because uh, I grew up in the era when it was um, the uh, Disney, I forget the primetime thing. Michael Eisner used to host it on oh, Sundays. Oh, the Sunday night movies. Yes, yeah. or it would be a special. The wonderful World of Disney. Wonderful World of Disney, that's it. And uh, there would be specials like the Muppets went to, to Disney World. Charles Grodin yeah. was a security guard. There was uh, one of those back in the late 80s. And, uh, but there was a plan, which there are sketches for among the Henson archives. It may be in a, there was a touring roadshow for a while. But there was a plan in January of 1991. There was going to be a big press conference at Walt Disney World. And they were going to turn the run of the park. Like the Disney characters are going to go on vacation. Mickey, Minnie, Pluto, everybody. I think this was Disneyland. Disney, I'm sorry, you're right. It, yeah. was, it was Disneyland. So it's those nerdy facts that are stuck yeah. in our heads. <laughs> you know, as soon as I said it, I thought, wait a minute, should I verify? I'm pretty I sure it's Disneyland. Okay, yeah. thank you. I, you. You are right. And uh, which I wouldn't argue with anyway, but yes, <laughs> it was Disneyland. I'm not, we're not always right. But uh, on this one, I'm taking your word for okay. it. Okay. Uh, but the idea was the Disney characters go on a vacation. They're going to turn the park over to the Muppets to run while they're gone. And the Muppets basically turn everything upside down. It becomes Muppet Land. And, yeah. And that's Mickey. Um, giant statues replaced with Kermit and everything. And it, it never came to pass, but I thought, wow, amazing that would be. Like, yeah. it just sounds like a great concept. We we did an entire episode about this uh, in back in season one. I don't know what episode number, but if you check out our website, in season one, we talk all about this. It was, it's true. It was supposed to happen. Um, Disney and the Muppets go kind of way back. I know, uh, you know, I've heard stories that Jim Henson really wanted to be part of that company. And, you know, I have very strong opinions about how I feel about Disney just buying up all these properties, but I feel like Jim Henson or the Muppets is the perfect home for uh, 
Disney is the perfect home for the Muppets. Yes. And yeah, this this thing was crazy. Like they were going to paint the Matterhorn green and they were going to like they were going to do some really crazy stuff and like like you said the Disney, like Mickey and Minnie and stuff, weren't going to be as readily available as Kermit and Miss Piggy, and I think that was probably part of the problem. The problem, it's like going going to Disneyland and not seeing Mickey and Minnie. Yeah, and yeah, this, that's that. actually a problem that's it's happened quite a few times. It happened when Epcot first opened. It happened when Disney California Adventure first opened. Is you know those were both. Uh, originally intended to be very educational parks, both, uh, especially Epcot still is to a point. But because of that, they were like, okay, this isn't like a kiddie park. This isn't the place for the characters. And so they didn't have them a ton when the parks first opened. And the public made it very well known. We want our Disney characters in a Disney park. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's changed since, you know, they've both had them. But it's funny that they repeated the same problem with Disney California Adventure. Because you'd think they would have learned their lesson with Epcot back in 82, but I guess not. Yeah, I, that would have been fascinating, I think, just as, as a concept. Mm-hmm. And what a what tremendous gimmick, too, if it's just for the year or but it for was, a couple of months. Like, it would have, here's the thing, it would have been cool, I feel like, for a few months, but to do it to the scale that they wanted to do it and that, that I would have wanted them to do it, it wouldn't have financially made sense that's, to do that's it. That's probably true, too. It's very weird to think of, like, the holidays at Disneyland not being with Mickey and Minnie, you know, or Mm -hmm. just, or I would feel really bad for that family taking their first Disney vacation. And they just happened to plan it during this year that the Muppets took over. And it's like, (laughs) where's Mickey and Minnie? Like everybody wants that picture. They're on vacation. They don't want a picture in front of a green castle. There was a catastrophe castle back uh, during Walt Disney World's 25th anniversary. You know what I'm talking about? Some people still like it. Did you like it? No. Okay. It was, it was a catastrophe. In fact, we're going through it kind of right now because they've changed up um, Sleeping Beauty Castle here at Disneyland because of the fact that uh, the, oh, we're, we're looking at it. Oh, we're looking at on, the cake on the, in the monitor. Yes, we're looking at. Okay, that is Walt Disney World's Cinderella Castle's 25th anniversary, where they made it a giant cake. Wait and to to, to how, celebrate how huge the 20- budget, how, Wait to scale like it's eight castle size. That is literally, the castle. It's not literally a cake. Oh no no, it was just dressed. That's oh, literally. Okay. <laughs> no, that's in the Southern California sun. That's never going to hold up. No, but that's the castle. This isn't a model. This is you're looking at a picture of Cinderella Castle during the 25th anniversary. Wow. Where it was completely unrecognizable. Made to look like a cake. But it just, looks delicious. But it. Oh no. That would have gotten me there. Okay. No. 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 <laughs> I, I I have a sweet tooth, though, so I'm biased. Between the Muppets and cake? Come on. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a winning combination. I, but, Pat, you know people who actually like that? Oh, yeah. Okay, I don't know anybody that liked that. I think my aunt and uncle went during that time. I, I got to look for some pictures of them with that. That's awesome. But right now, uh, Sleeping Beauty Castle is going through a bit of a transformation for the 60th. They're diamondizing a lot of stuff in the park. And really? From what I've seen, I'm not loving it, to be honest. But may, I think maybe it'll look awesome at night. Perhaps, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I, I recently found out that the the decorations that they are putting on the castle are all like handmade, and they actually released a post of like this this lady like hand gluing all these little crystals to these panels, and there's there's a couple hundred panels. So I do appreciate the fact that these are all little handmade panels. Sure, I appreciate the effort. Doesn't mean I need to like it. <laughs> I, like I said, though, I would not be surprised if, like, come nighttime, mm-hmm. whenever you know when the sixtieth stuff starts, if they if this castle is like souped up with lighting and special effects that make it amazing, that wouldn't surprise me. But during the daylight, I'm not loving it at, at this moment. It's just to be super glary. You think? Yeah, it's, there are definitely moments where I'm like blinded by it, and yeah, it just it's just some weird like geometric shapes that they've got going on. It's interesting. I like it. I like it. For the record, Patrick likes it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, this is splitting the deal. Let me ask you guys this. Because um, Cinderella just came out was a huge hit. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was just announced that there's going to be a live-action adaptation of Mulan. Yes. And um, I, again, haven't caught up on the recent episodes of of your show, so you may have discussed this before. But where do you guys fall on turning the animated classics into live-action versions. We were literally just talking about this. Yes. We recorded this week's no episode before coming over here. But, um, well, there's all, they've also announced Pinocchio is happening, live-action. I've heard D- Tim Burton wants to do Dumbo, but it's not been Dumb- officially announced, Dumbo, has it? 
Uh, I don't know. It's official. It's definitely in the rumor mill. What I, Winnie the I Pooh. Heard he Winnie was the very, Pooh. I heard Winnie the Pooh, actually. I hope they don't do it like Smurfs where it's like humans and a bunch of I think CG. it probably will be. Really? I, I mean, how else are you going to do Winnie the Pooh? I guess. I just think it would kind of fall flat. I mean, I don't know how you would do it, but... Here's the thing. None of them have done poorly at the box office. Oh, yeah. So they're going to keep doing them. I suppose, yeah. I mean, I don't know anybody who liked Maleficent. <laughs> I, I enjoyed I mean, Maleficent. I, people I know, pray, they said Angelina Jolie was great, but as a movie, they just didn't really enjoy I mean, I, I know it just printed money, so I'm not... I'm not arguing the success I, of the movie. I certainly didn't I dislike didn't it. it, but I did not go out and buy the Blu-ray. I think we can both agree the one that we're most excited about is Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. That, the casting just keeps getting better and better. It's unbelievable. I mean, and uh, Ian McKellen's going to be Cogsworth. That's yeah. amazing. And they're making it a musical, which I think is the first time they're turning an animated musical into a live action musical. Usually they cut the music out for the most part. You might hear a jingle here and there, but mm -hmm. like... From what I hear, they have uh, the actors and singing classes and stuff. So, oh, man. like, that's going to be a full-on musical from what I'm understanding. And I believe Alan Menken's involved. In mm -hmm. Supposedly, I heard there are going to be a few new songs in addition to the standard catalog would, that went with the animated movie. Would not surprise me at all. So that, to me, is very, very exciting. That is pretty exciting. <laughs> I think, no, I'm being honest. I, I, I think Beauty and the Beast could be a lot of fun. I mean, Cinderella, not really my thing, which is fine. I don't think I was in their, their demographic in the first place. But, um, although, I, I mean, I'm sure it's great. It looks really cool, and I've heard great things about it, and I'm sure I will catch it uh, down the line. But, Cinderella? Yeah, Beauty and the Beast, yeah. Yeah, no, it was good. I, liked a, it. I enjoyed I it, it was way good. more than I did Maleficent. Yeah? I'd say maybe a little bit more. Gotcha. I liked it. Okay. Yeah. I'm curious. I mean, now it's being tossed around. What are they going to do, and how are they going to do Are they going to do a live action? Because people have been clamoring for Aladdin, which I think we'll we'll see what happens with that. Frank, I'm thrilled they finally announced Aladdin on Blu-ray for October 6th. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm beyond thrilled about that, because it's been, obviously, in August with the, the passing of, of Robin Williams. People... It, I mean, there's, I don't know how it goes. Maybe you guys know this actually with um, international releases. There's an international Blu-ray. I don't know if it's a, an official Disney release or if it's a non-sanctioned release, mm -hmm. but it was in the Amazon top five for at least a month after <laughs> Rob Williams' death. But it, it, as, it certainly was never released in the U.S. This will be the first time it's, it's released here. Yeah, Do you know I, how that goes? I, I don't know how that goes, but okay. you mentioned a live action Aladdin, and I think that that's the biggest problem with Aladdin these days is I don't know anybody that would dare touch the role of the genie. I like I, I can't even ima imagine an actor being approached to do it. The only way I could see it being done without people flipping out is to take Robin Williams' voice work and animate the genie in the film. But then you're kind of... The only problem is, I, I see what you're saying, because it's it's a role that's... It's so tough to replace. Yeah. But then you're kind of adapting the film to the performance, which is a 20 plus yeah. year old performance, which I don't know if that's going to take off either because people have the animated version. I think that with. may be the reason, though, why we don't see Aladdin become live action. Could be wrong. Wouldn't be surprised if they decide to do it, but. I think they'd have to wait. I think it's too. I, if they do it, I think it's going to be a couple of years off. Yeah. But they've got quite a few in the list already. Yeah, yeah. they do. I don't know if. I'm sure Mulan has at least a year attached to it already. Yeah, um, they, it's probably within like two years. They're way off. I'd say 2017, 18. Well, I think the, only, the Beauty and the Beast has a 2017 yes. release date. Yes. So that's like the one that's currently in the works. So right, any, anything right. else we've heard about is going to be on beyond yeah. 2017. It's, I imagine they're probably going to do maybe one a year. Yeah. Some, or it's, similarly. It's following that pattern. Yeah. Well, that makes, I mean, Mulan was just announced like three weeks ago. Yeah. So I'm sure it's going to. That gonna, one I'm actually inter very interested in. I think that that could, could be, be really good. Hey, maybe they could bring back Eddie Murphy's The Dragon and then. No. Give him a little bump. We could cut Again. the dragon. No. <laughs> uh, that, well, that I think was a curious thing when people were talking about Beauty and the Beast because they said, how are you going to do these characters as a tea kettle and a candle yeah. and a clock? You know, So there's that element to it, which I think people are wondering about. But I, I like how the Beauty and the Beast thing is shaping up. And I don't like musicals for shame. Oh, um, my God. He did not just say that. <laughs> uh, unless they're Muppets. Or the South Park movie, um, or Disney animated movies. Uh, otherwise, I'm okay. not a big fan of, of musicals. You've slightly redeemed yourself. Thank you. <laughs> like I didn't see Newsies, for instance, because uh, I'm not a big musical person. It's all right. We forgive you. Um, I have a question, because this is something that's been floating around a lot. And uh, being informed, I'm sure you guys would have something if there is anything to say. I know there are tons of rumors. With the, obviously, the impending release of uh, episode seven, mm -hmm. 
Are there plans or rumored plans that you know of for either, I've heard incorporating Star Wars attractions into the parks, and I've heard a dedicated park in Florida. Have you guys heard anything with regard to Star Wars-oriented attractions? Officially, no, but there was a, there's an expo called the D23 Expo, which is Disney's own convention where they decided, they've, they've started a couple years ago when it was the first day uh, of it. 2009, yeah, August 2009. And they the have one expo. every other year. Mm-hmm. And um, the past year, what, 2013 was the last one. was yep. the last one where they had a project called Orange Harvest. And now... Um, Blue Harvest was the code name of the the film for episode six. Right. So Orange Harvest was a nod to that, but it was supposed to be a theme park project. However, a lot of things went under with magic bands in that project costing too much that so they had to put a hold on Orange Harvest. Hmm. And everyone everyone is thinking whatever that project is, whether it's in Walt Disney World or Disneyland, it's still up in the air. Okay. We've heard tons of rumors. Uh, I've heard rumors like they're going to blow up Toontown and make it all Star Wars. Who knows if that's true? I've heard rumors that Autopia and, and the submarine voyage is going to go away and like Tomorrowland is going to become a huge Star Wars area. Who knows if that's true? Uh, they have announced that they, as of right now, there are no plans to open a third park in California, although they have also said there are definitely plans for Disneyland that have not been announced yet, so... We're thinking lots of Star Wars, lots of Marvel stuff going to happen. Even more so in Tomorrowland recently, they have a whole area called Interventions, which just recently closed and could be a major space for either a Star Wars attraction or a Marvel attraction. Yeah. Mm, That is interesting. There's definitely potential. I know there's there's a lot of heat, particularly this year. It's funny you bring up D23 because um, it was announced that Marvel will not be doing a full-on presentation at Comic-Con this year. Because D23 is August, August, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's where they're going to make their their big splash, which, I mean, at that point, uh, Avengers Age of Ultron will be out, Ant-Man will be out, and uh, be leading up to Star Wars. But Mm -hmm. I'm sure they're, after the the presentation they did, the incredibly well-executed presentation at the El Capitan in the the fall, Mm -hmm. where they announced the upcoming Marvel lineup and everything, I thought, okay, they kind of don't need, they can have their own event. And they don't need to go to, as huge as Comic-Con is, they can do something on their own or they can do something at D23 to really push. Except D23 is more of a closed event though, right? D23 is like Comic-Con for Disney people. Yeah, Disney has pulled out of Comic-Con since they kept all their big news for D23 and made their presence as little as possible at Comic-Con to make D23 a kind of more event for Disney fans and for something to be released there. I feel like the last one they actually kind of... Didn't, like Avatar Land was one of the big things that was not announced at D23 last time. And the news came out like a month later and we're all like, why didn't they announce this at D23? So like, I felt like there was a little bit of lacking stuff. Like there was no big theme park panel at the last expo. Oh, theme parks. Yeah. The 2013 expo theme parks were kind of like which, brushed to the side. Which is frankly like the thing I'm most interested in. But um, but especially for, for movie news though, like that was, that was the big deal in Comic-Con is definitely movie news, but all that all that have seemed to be moved to D23. Yeah. Yeah, which is, I mean, one of the two biggest players as far as comic book, especially with the biggest cinematic universe. That was a really big deal, and I thought, wow, they're really increasing the presence of D23. Like, I feel like D23 is going to make a bigger splash this year, and then it's, cause it's every two years, right? Yeah. It's every two years. So, yeah, yeah it's going to be a bigger deal and, and with years. the the buy uh, uh, buyout of Spider Man, uh, I can only assume there'll be more news that will only be released at D twenty three. Oh, for sure. That's yeah. probably when they're going to announce who who he's going to be because they're going to start. Apparently, Spider Man is a part. Not to deviate too far, but um, apparently he's going to have a role in the Captain America Civil War film, which is going to start shooting soon. So maybe they'll try and keep the actor under wraps and then release it there. Have some kind of all out presentation. Don't know how it's going to go. We'll see. Yeah, we will see. But I think this year, I think this is going to uh, turn the tide more for D23 where it's going to become a, a bigger event than it has been in the past because now with Disney having all these other properties, yeah, it's going to make a, I think it's going to make a huge difference. Uh, one interesting thing, which is also just announced, 
was uh, that they were going to be taking another shot at Haunted Mansion as a film, but, <laughs> but done by Guillermo del Toro. Did you guys talk about this? We were just talking yes, about this like an hour ago. <laughs> uh, and it's funny enough because that was actually released back in 2010 yeah. that uh, Guillermo del Toro was yeah. going to be taking over Haunted Mansion, and we haven't heard any news from it for the past five years. <laughs> he's attached to like 19 projects. So. Yeah. <laughs> but he's a huge Haunted Mansion fan. Like, oh, yeah. Huge. So it's going to happen. It's just like from what I hear, it's he's gonna do it right. You know, they had a bit of a flop with the haunted mansion already, the last movie that they did. So, yeah. like, I'm sure that like that's a bit worrisome to them. And you know, they just announced Ryan Gosling's most likely attached to it, and so it looks, sounds like it's moving forward, which is a good thing. Visually, it's going to be incredible because he's got. Such incredible style, like visuals, yeah. and a dark style too. Yeah. If you watch his movies, they're definitely there's a very uh, pronounced darkness to those. So yeah. it actually could be like a a good family friendly scary movie. Yeah, which would be cool because we haven't had those for a while. Maybe when we were kids, something like say Gremlins or, mm -hmm. or Goonies, where well, it was it like a family friendly. It wasn't until uh, Pirates of the Caribbean was their first PG thirteen film from Disney, and yeah. uh, like I hope they go a darker route, like they've done with the Pirates films. Yeah. That could, you know what, that could be interesting. Maybe they will aim towards a PG-13. Chris, have you seen the other Haunted Mansion, the original Haunted Mansion movie? With the Eddie Murphy one? Yeah. Yes, I did. Thumbs up or down? Totally down. Okay. I, could, I don't have enough thumbs to Patrick? pick down. Oh, absolute favorite. Are, are you being serious? No, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I'm actually really curious if there's anybody out there listening who <laughs> likes, uh, I, I'd love to hear our people's opinions on the Haunted Mansion movie. So call I, us if, if, if you're uh, I think <laughs> Yeah, I think they, they acknowledge that as a, as a misfire. All yeah. around. I think it's but an idea. I'm sure it was good. somebody likes it. Oh, somebody definitely. I'm sure kids did. It was a very kiddie movie. Yeah. To be honest. And I watched it. I mean, that came out in like 04. So yeah, I'm in like my early to mid 20s. Really wasn't for me. Yeah. I'm sure for kids it was creepy and for people like the ride. It's like, oh, it's Disney. Oh, Eddie Murphy's doing family friendly movies. Well, they started going crazy because the Pirates was huge, of course. And oh, then yeah. it, I think Haunted Mansion was next. And then they, they did the, the Bear Jamboree movie as well, which was kind they of did. just. I actually didn't see it. It didn't, I didn't see it either. Yeah, but oh. I was just like, okay, like that seems to be the thing. It was like, okay, making movies out of uh, attractions was working. So let's just do that. Now live action movies from animated films are working. So let's just do a bunch of that. And, you know, that's just, just the Hollywood system at this point. But pretty much. Yeah. Well, they can always, if it's in development, that's not to say it's going to happen. That's true. Hundreds of projects go into development and never see the light of day, if not thousands. Yeah. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it, it's funny too that you mentioned Pirates. I The first one was great and I think mm -hmm. took everybody by surprise. And then they just kind of dipped in quality from there. And then the last one was just, uh, I know they're shooting the fifth one now. I don't know anyone who's looking forward to another Pirates It'll movie. It'll make so much money, though. I'm sure it will. Overseas, they do so yeah. well. The last one did over a billion. It was the only one that did over a billion worldwide. Yeah. But it's like, it's it's almost like Transformers in that nobody likes it. They make tons of money worldwide, so they're just going to keep making them. So I get why they make them, but there's been, it's kind of... um completely inverted from, say, 10 years ago when everyone was just like, when's the second Pirates movie coming out? Now it's, wait, they're making another one? Yeah, What's I, this, four or five? I didn't see four, I don't believe. And mm -hmm. you did, you've seen them all. I yeah, saw I, four in IMAX. I was I, so really? Oh, yeah, God. I was still excited, but I'm, Were I'm you out. Really? Well, well, for the fifth one, I'm out. The thing that's so interesting to me about them is, to me, they're just, first of all, I'm not an action movie guy. It's my least favorite genre. So, like, it's no surprise that I'm not a huge fan. Although I will say, I, I liked the first one. I loved the, like, the little nods to the attraction in mm. the movie. And, you know, Jack Sparrow is such a cool character. So I enjoyed it, it, but I just find them really forgettable, like really forgettable. You could like full on describe a scene from one of the films. Most likely I would not recall what you're talking about. <laughs> and so like that's strange to me that they're just so forgettable. And they're all like two and a half hours long. I'm like, really? Could we cut this about 30 minutes? I think the, I think the third one was like three hours no, or no, teetering no. on oh, three. God. And no, uh, it just, I think it just lost. A lot of people. Yeah, the first one was such an incredible spread, but it was also new at the time. Yeah. So I think it had that going for it. Plus, and, Captain uh, Jack Sparrow at that point was a real character. Now I feel like he's a caricature of himself. Well, like since since Johnny Depp's played a variation on that for the last how many years? Yeah. And every other movie, it doesn't really that doesn't really help. Yeah. But, but yeah. uh yeah, there we go. I, it's just funny because I just that's come up recently. Just I mean, I have a lot of friends who are just flat out movie geeks. So mm -hmm. when we end up talking about things like this. It's like, yeah, shooting pirates, and he I think he hurt his hand, like Johnny yeah. hurt his hand or something. And uh, 
people just saying like, wow, can you believe they make another Pirates movie? And I said, well, yeah, they make money. They make a so lot of money. Course, like it's, it is a business. So I, I get why. I just don't know anybody who's like clamoring for it. Yeah, we need more of yeah. this type of movie. But, you know, there you go. They're just going to keep making them because people are going. Um, you know what? You guys had an interesting thing on your Twitter feed, which is a Disney CTC, if you want to follow the show. Once again, Disney with a Z. Uh, you can follow Disney CTC on Twitter and Instagram to uh, keep up with the boys and their their magical escapades. And uh, that seems like um, Magic Kingdom, I figured out. Magical es- right. escapades. That escapades, works for us. good. It's, yeah. it's, look, it's a tagline if you want it. You're welcome to use it. I've um, already. There was a, <laughs> well, dang. Uh, so... You, you put a question out there. If you had to watch one Pixar movie for the rest of your life, what would it be? I'm a huge Pixar fan. I've, uh, I haven't disliked any of the movies. They're, obviously, there's some better than others, but that's with anything. And Pixar's biggest challenge, I think, is that they compete with themselves. Yes. And they set such a high standard that they get unfairly compared when any other animation company, Blue Sky or DreamWorks or anybody, would be thrilled to have the kind of box office that the least grossing Pixar movie gets. Yeah. But people judge them more harshly because they're a success. But um, what movie would you guys have to, if you had to choose one, because you guys didn't really mention it in the, the feed, if you had to. I have mine. My favorite Pixar movie is Finding Nemo. Really? It's a lot of people's favorites. I think people love Finding Nemo. I don't know. It's, to be honest, I don't know if my favorite is the one I would want to watch forever. My favorite is probably Up. I think that Up is a really, like, <laughs> really beautiful film. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if I'd want to watch that on a loop. Um, it would probably be Toy Story or Toy Story 2. Like, one of the Toy Stories, I think, are just, like, a blast to watch. There's so oh, much yeah. fun to watch. The first Toy Story would be it for me. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I would want to watch Up. That would be a very depressing <laughs> life if that's the one I watched for the rest of my yeah, life. Yeah, or Wally, probably the same yeah. thing. Like, this is what it's come to. Yeah, exactly. You're sitting watching a movie. Yeah. Of, and the movie involves people sitting around looking at monitors. Finding Nemo is really good. I love Finding Nemo. Uh, I mean, they're, they're all really good. The oh, yeah. Maybe Cars, not so much. Yeah. See, a lot of people weren't crazy about um, Cars, too. I mean, there there has been some concern, I think, that, that Pixar has gotten more into, while something like, obviously, Wreck-It Ralph and Frozen were huge, back-to-back, no less, then it's kind of But become, those aren't Pixar. No, well, no, I'm saying that's Disney okay, proper. Cool. Um, whereas Pixar has gone into more the sequel business. Sequel land, yeah. With, there was Monsters University, which is a prequel, which prequels are usually unnecessary. And uh, Finding Dory's coming. They're finally making a sequel to The Incredibles, which has been, if, if any Pixar movie begged for a sequel, it frankly would be that, especially with the way uh, superhero movies become so prevalent. And we're getting a Toy Story 4. Yeah. And Which, a Cars uh, three is there? Is that Cars confirmed? Makes, Cars makes a lot of money in the parks. Uh, merchandise huge, ah, and okay. Disney has this crazy which is why they bought Marvel and Star Wars and all that. They really want the young boy demographic, which yeah. for a long time they didn't have. It was young girls and princesses, and they want that demographic. And Cars is that demographic, and so you know they keep pumping them out, and you know they get a whole land for it in Disney California Adventure that I think people like. But it is interesting because the toys sell. I'd say the theme park land is very popular, but the movies aren't the most popular. So it's interesting. Yeah. You know what's interesting? I've gotten a lot of in my my voice acting auditions. The majority, it's just funny you mentioned they go for the young boy demographic. Pretty much every audition I've had, be it for a um, Disney pilot or a continuing series, mm-hmm. has been for young girls cartoons. <laughs> it's fun. I mean, it's usually like animals and yeah. you know the, things like that that they're looking for for male voices anyway, because a lot of the principal characters on the biggest Disney shows are um, female. Sophia the First and Doc McStuffins and whatnot. Um, but it's interesting, yeah, I think movie-wise, I think you're right. They do go for more of the, the boy demographic. So they kind of have both ends covered, whereas there's some I still don't know if girl. the young boys are covered. Uh, well, between the Marvel but stuff, the, yes, they're, they're skewed way more they're getting Absolutely. I think that's the biggest part. Or even Star Wars, really. Yeah. Because there's yet to be a real, um, a real super bad female character. I mean, people like Gamora from Guardians, but that was only yes, less than a year ago. It's just so interesting when they buy up these properties like... 
immediately they become mouse ears. You know, like you see Spider-Man <laughs> mouse ears and stuff. And for me, it's really jarring. I don't think it affects people nearly as much as it does me. I'm always like so weirded out by it. And I mentioned earlier, you know, they buy up a lot of properties. And I think the, the best two they did was the Muppets and Pixar, I think, were the yeah. two that made total sense to me. And now like Marvel and Lucasfilm, I think, made more sense because there was Star Wars and Indiana Jones in the parks already. Marvel is so weird. I mean, this is going off in a totally different direction, but just briefly, I think it's worth mentioning. It's very strange, especially for Florida, because Marvel has contracts with Universal Studios theme parks in Florida. And oh. so there's a whole Marvel superhero island at Universal's Islands of Adventure. And do you know the radius that it is? Like a 40-mile radius or something? Oh, there's like, there's like, almost like uh, something... There's no availability of, of Marvel to enter the Magic Kingdom, uh -huh. but it could enter like Epcot. No, it's, they can't enter. It, it, I thought it's it's they've sold Thor merchandise in the Norway store of for Maelstrom. <laughs> okay. Well, but you can't so have characters. It, no, right? yeah, it's a very characters can't even be yeah. anywhere close to the like left of the Mississippi. Because, <laughs> because they're at Universal in Florida. Whereas right. here, we ha do have Marvel characters in the parks. So, like, the, the, it's just, it was just weird when they brought bought that property because, like, obviously a huge part of Disney is the theme parks. And it's like, okay, you literally cannot use these characters. In fact, they got into trouble because they have the monorails which run through Epcot and does, doesn't or runs up to the entrance of Magic Kingdom. And they wrapped it like an, an Avengers advertisement. Oh. And they ended up getting in trouble because of it because that monorail drove through Epcot and they were not allowed to show the presence of those characters in their theme park. So that is interesting. It's really weird and interesting and, and just a lot of technicalities that um, I wouldn't want to have to deal with if I were their legal team. But it's it's interesting to say the least. Yeah, there seem to be a lot of things surrounding the the overall Marvel deal between <laughs> the, the rights divided up. I mean, like even the Spider-Man thing. Spider -Man, it's like, yeah. it's, it's kind of like a they can use the character, but Sony still is going to be making any Spider-Man movies. Mm -hmm. But they can incorporate that that Spider-Man and that actor in as a supporting character in in Marvel films. And yeah. same thing with like X-Men and Deadpool and um, what's the other one? Fantastic Four or at Fox. So yeah, there are a lot of things that kind of need to to work around. But I mean, the movies. Even I mean, Age of Ultron is going to be huge. It's going to oh, be a massive. Yeah. Especially, it's funny with um since uh, Fury Seven just opened this. Oh, no, not this weekend. Sorry, last weekend. And did huge business. Everybody's predictions are like, well, the summer movie season's on. Even though it's April, yeah. people clearly are ready for big event movies. So, yeah, it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be pretty serious that's when what this I new think is so, movie comes out. That's what I think is so interesting about superhero movies is they don't need to be good. Like, even like Star Wars movies, if you remember when episodes one, two, three came out, people just love to talk crap about them. And still do. Still do. But, like, they make so much money. It's like, don't even, like, you're going to go pay and see it. So what are you complaining <laughs> I about? I have never been more upset by a theatrical experience in my Seriously. life. Seriously. Can I get uh, one of those Qui-Gon Jinn figures? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, so, it's, it's, so, I, I mean, there's there's it. no denying it's It's akin make... to the customer who's like, I will never shop here again. At the service counter, grabs a cart, walks into the store. Exactly. It's the same thing. So, Can I just say one of the things, not to get off on a huge Marvel tangent, but it's really been bothering me lately. Now, have you guys followed the Marvel movies? Do you I, watch them? Do you? He I've them. seen all I, of them. I'm sick of superheroes. <laughs> I really am. I have everyone's raving about Daredevil right now on um, Netflix. And I haven't watched it because I'm like, ah, you know, a couple movies a year. Daredevil is like, good enough. Ben Affleck? No, 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 no. Uh, this it's is a new Netflix oh, original. Daredevil. Yeah, the Mar Marvel has a deal with Netflix. Oh yes, 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 yes. It's basically an R-rated Daredevil. Okay, That's, they're going to have its own like um, television universe. Let's say. Um, but it's uncensored, same as it would be on uh, any other pay channel. Mm -hmm. But um, anyway, so Patrick, maybe you'll agree on this. Here's what troubles me about the Marvel movies. And the more advertisements I see about Age of Ultron, the more excited I get for it. I just, I need to put this out there. I'm tired of there being no stakes in these movies because all they do is fake out people dying. Because it's... Yes. <laughs> it's like... Let's go. Let's go. Recently, like Iron Man three. Ah, Pepper dies. Not really. She's now a flaming superhero. Or um, Avengers. <laughs> that just piqued my interest. I want to see a flaming superhero. I think it's a you different, just want to see Gwyneth Paltrow it, die. It's a different type of flaming. I think. Well, you will in Fantastic Four, but that's not Disney Marvel. Uh, um, or like Avengers. Oh, Agent Coulson dies. Not really. He's in the TV show. Mm -hmm. And um, 
Or even the end of Avengers. It's like Iron Man. Oh, he's dead. No, he's not really. He just passed out. You know, he's fine. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Groot. He's dead. No, he's not. And so I feel like no character's ever going to die in these movies. So everyone's safe. Of <laughs> and course it annoys not. me. They need to make the fourth, fifth, and sixth one. <laughs> but there's just no stakes. Like, that's the th It's one of the things that just. I, look, it doesn't keep me up at night. I have not lost a wink of sleep over this. <laughs> but. It's. It, I just feel like, well, there's nothing on the line. Like, these characters are safe until, until they decide to recast or retire the character theatrical or whatever. That reminds me of American Horror Story. At first, I used to get upset. They're like, oh, my God, the character's dead. They're off the show. And it's like, oh, wait, no, they're just a ghost at this point. Like, they're still on here. It's fine. <laughs> I think we got to be honest. Like, of course, we have the, the big moviegoer who's like, story, story, story. But 90% of the people want to go sit down, see cool effects. And that's what those movies and, give you. And that's what I think the overseas audience is. Like, they... I think they just want to see explosions and stuff, and that's why they make a ton of money. Well, yeah, that that translates. Action translates. Romance is different culturally. Comedy certainly very subjective, probably the most subjective. Some would say, but uh, yeah, that's why action movies play so well. I'm missing. I'm legitimately missing the gene in my body that tells me that that stuff is cool and exciting. And I just <laughs> I, fi I figured this out one day. I think it was for a Fast and Furious movie. They were showing a trailer in a theater before something. And, like, the people around me got so excited, like, whoa, cool. I'm like, this is supposed to be interesting. Hmm. Like, I, <laughs> no emotion whatsoever. So I'm missing the gene that makes it cool. I can kind of, I'm not trying to one-up you, but I can kind of match that similarly. Similarly, I can't speak tonight. I picked the wrong day to switch to decaf. <laughs> I, um... I'm way late, but over the weekend I saw uh, Kingsman, which I've been wanting I've to see for really a while. I've heard really good things. Which was incredible. Now, that, now, bear in mind, this is an audience going to see an R-rated action movie, right? Trailer comes on for uh, Terminator Genesis, which is coming out this summer. Not any audible sound or response during or after the trailer. The next trailer that comes on, Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Oh, lots of laughs. Lots of laughs during, <laughs> lots of laughs after. And I was saying to a friend of mine, this audience was seeing an R-rated action about Kingsman. No response from Terminator, which I'm not too hot on. I'll go see it, but I'm not like way excited for it. But mall cop? Fat guy bumping into things and falling down? Like, it, uh, no I'm comment. like, well, we're doomed. <laughs> That's it. We're doomed. There's, make, no, there's no hope. It'll make money. It totally will. Mm -hmm. It's going to make a ton because it costs a dollar and a half and it's going to make 400 million worldwide. Fun fact, the first movie, Paul Blart, Paul, what is it? Paul Blart? Paul Blart Mall, mall cop. cop. Shot at the mall in my like hometown where I grew up. It was funny. I really? was, I was in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. It was at, well, I grew up in Woburn, but it was in Burlington, Mass, which was like the mall we went to. And I went home to visit. I think it was like May of some year. And I went into the mall. <laughs> and it Paul was, Blart statue. <laughs> well, it was all dressed in for Christmas. And they had signs everywhere, you know, we're shooting a movie. And it was Paul Blart Mall Cop. And I was like, that's kind of funny that they came to Massachusetts to do this. But And you're bragging about that? I'm not bragging. <laughs> I, just, I just said fun fact. I'm not so fun fact. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... And now it's in Vegas and there's no avoiding Vegas. So yeah, there true. we go. But yeah, that was that was one of those things where I, and again, I didn't laugh one bit. So I, I've never seen it, to be honest. I so. didn't. I, the commercials tell me what it's all about. Fat guy falling down. Yeah. Guy who thinks he knows what he's doing is a bumbling idiot. I get it. Mm -hmm. I don't need to see. I, I saw King of Queens. I know Kevin James's shtick. Come on. <sighs> you got so angry there. Well, no, it was it was just so weird, like mentioning that. Like you don't have that gene. I'm thinking, yeah. What is it with me that all these people are seeing? Like that movie's not a complete 180, but it's it's several degrees away from Kingsman. But people were lapping up the trailer. Yeah, it, I, compared to Terminator, it just made me laugh. I often find myself in situations where people are laughing a lot, and I, I think I have a good sense of humor. But like, I we went and saw a play on Friday night, and like the audience was like roaring at parts. I'm just sitting there like quietly. I'm like, I recognize, okay, that's supposed to be funny but it's not funny enough to make me laugh out loud. So <laughs> it's it's interesting the way that people react to things. I actually find it legitimately very interesting. I think people feed off each other. The, I yes, think that's, that's totally. one of the reasons, like when you go to a live comedy show, you enjoy it more totally. when you're in a crowd. Same thing going to see movies in the theater. Yeah. All right. We're just about out of time. So uh, let me ask you guys this to uh, continue kind of on a movie thing because I have more opinions on that than I do the parks because <laughs> we've already established my lack of credentials when it comes to the Disney parks. Is there, do you think, a... Um, an underappreciated treasure in the Disney film catalog, something that you think not enough people have seen or maybe doesn't get enough credit? Newsies. Yeah. Newsies. I mean, it's got a huge As cult. As a film. Yeah. yeah. It's got a huge cult following, but uh, Newsies is one of the greatest movie musicals ever made and an even better stage show. I love Newsies. 
I have a couple just like underrated things that well, movies that I like early '90s um, that are underrated because they're not Disney musicals. Um, and usually, if they're an animated film that's not a Disney musical, it's, it's kind of just thrown under their bus. But um, Atlantis: The Lost Empire, Treasure Planet. That has a lot of fans, too, And actually. Brother Bear. I could see that. Well, and, and that was also, like, age-appropriate for you. Like, mm-hmm. you, th- those were movies that were yeah, those were like early, more so. late 90s. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah you would have felt right in there. Okay. I can see that. But because it's not a musical, like, people... Yeah, they're more really straight-ahead, just animated kind of stories. Yeah, I get that. Well, that's a big hook for a lot of the Disney movies are musicals. The cartoons, yeah. you know, they've mm-hmm. the Honestly, soundtrack was a huge deal. If you really think about it, Disney brought back the movie musical with with Little Mermaid. Movie musicals were not being made back in 1989. That's true. And, and then Disney they, brought it back, and for a long time, it was only animated films. And then I think the public just kind of got used to that format and, and started they, enjoying. They did it. it again with High School Musical. Yeah, and that gave birth to Glee and all these other atrocities. But anyway. High That's musical. it. Don't, don't do it. I did it. <laughs> Good thing we're almost done. <laughs> yeah, I did it. I had all right. I'm gonna do this just because a friend of mine asked me. She said, "Are you going to do a group sing along of Let It Go?" And I said, "No, because I can't stand oh. the song." Do you guys want to sing a couple bars? I, I tend to mess up the lyrics. Uh, I mean, I can do the. Are there more lyrics let than go, Let It Go? Let It Go. Don't hold me back don't anymore. Sing anymore. It, Is that right? Hold it back. What? Hold me. Hold me back. Let it go. Don't hold let it, it cuz she's concealing her feelings. The it is her feelings. Here I stand <laughs> and here I stay. That's what I know. All right, good. That's it. We did it. On that note. In that's summer. sour note. All right. <laughs> you kill his microphone, please. Sorry. Shia, thank you very Sorry. much. Um and thanks by the way, thanks to Shia for always pulling up details in the studio. Hey, thank on you. On the screen that we can see. Thank you so much, Shia. She's the unsung hero of Cape sitting in Mission Control taking care of our needs, pulling up Whitney Houston songs when we need it, and uh, images on the monitor so we can refer to a giant cake that isn't really a cake. What a cop out. True. Once again, everybody, uh, Disney Coast to Coast with a Z. Dot com. Uh, yes, Disney Coast to Coast dot com, uh, Facebook dot com slash Disney Coast to Coast, also YouTube dot com slash Disney Coast to Coast. Video and audio show, much like this one. Mm-hmm. So you can watch it or you can check out the audio version uh, on iTunes. And our audience or seems to be very well. like 50-50. It's actually kind of interesting. Season one of our show was all audio and people mm. kept writing and saying, we want to see you guys. I'm like, why? I had the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> but we started doing it for the audience and it's it's pretty much half and half. Uh, so it's nice. Thanks for anybody that tunes in. Yeah, so. there's, there was an element of that with this because there's a live video feed that goes out as we do the show and I wasn't posting full episodes and people started asking like, can we see the video? And I thought it's just a bunch of people sitting around microphones. Exactly. They're like, we want to watch. Yeah. And people watch. So okay, there we go. You're okay. welcome. It's, hey, giving people options. That's fine. However they want to consume their content, I'm all for it. But uh, yeah, the show is uh, every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. New episodes usually runs about a half hour. Yep. And uh, these guys, as you could tell, way informed. And uh, once again, follow them on Twitter and Instagram, Disney with a Z, CTC, Twitter and Instagram. Do you guys want to plug your personal uh, social media as well? Uh, I don't know if you can spell my name. Jeff well, DePauli, J-E-F-F-D-E-P-A-O-L-I, at Jeff DePauli, Instagram, Twitter, jeffdepauli.com. You can find everything there. I still have a 2009 username that I thought was really cool, but it's <laughs> Patrick Z Films. So it's like Patrick's Films, but the S is a Z. Gotcha. He has something about that whole switching S's to Z thing. Yeah, it's just, I feel like it, well, people take the S and you're like, okay, what's the next step? Go to a Z. When we, when we started, it was Disney Coast to Coast with an S and it got to a point where, you know, we're building an audience. I'm like, you know what? We're going to be doing this. We should try to make it completely legal. It's sort of like Disney with the Z. Yeah. So, so that's what it. And despite being a fan show, not sanctioned by the company, still, again, incredibly informative. You guys are great. You, you guys very much have that duo thing going on too. Just the way you interact with each other. It's been. I mean, I know that from having uh, listened to the show. I haven't. I haven't watched the like I said second season. I tend to catch up on podcasts through my iPod. But uh, well, one no, of the one you of the guys things, do have that going. I think one of the great things about being just a fan thing is that we can be completely honest. You know, it, we're we're really honest. Oh, if yeah. we don't like something that's going on, we say it. And the fact is, we sit around talking about. Disney for fun. So obviously we're huge fans. Sure. But and you can be unbiased about it. Exactly. So yeah, I And agree. we disagree a lot often too. <laughs> That's a good yeah, move. Yeah, it's funny. We agree a lot and we disagree <laughs> a lot. So, you know, he loves Marvel, I don't. <laughs> well, there you go. 
All right, everybody, get the show. Uh, once again, subscribe on iTunes and subscribe to this show on iTunes. Much appreciate a subscription. Give the show five stars. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Cape Pod. And like Chris Abala's podcast experiment on Facebook. And you follow me as well at Chris Abala on Twitter. Chris sells out on Instagram. And uh, once again, audibletrial.com slash cape. Get your free audiobook. Get your free 30-day trial and support the show. And once again, please spread the word. And thank you as always for tuning in. Until next time, for Jeff DePoli and Patrick Dougal, this is Chris Abalo, and this was yet another experiment. See you next week.